Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Love in Your Life. This is Dola, your host. So last week, we had a a very passionate teacher who spoke eloquently about her history and her trajectory from where she was in high school to how she got to her passionate work. And it wasn't a straight line like many of us. It was, uh, you know, sort of um, starts and stops. A lot of thoughtfulness went into her decision making. I really was very, um, I was, I was surprised to hear the level of thoughtfulness that went into her as she as she uh, as she recounted her steps in making her decisions I could hear that she was thinking along the way and really going inside to ask herself very pertinent questions that would get her to the right answers to where she is today with passionate work um, and I you know, I, I thought about Mark Twain's quote, that uh, the one that says the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. And as I was listening to her, it occurred to me that she, it, she literally is born to be a teacher and to lead students in their future when she told us the story about the girl who uh, was a member of a gang and then turned her life around and has attributed a lot of that to spending very little time with Lindsay as a teacher but the fact that Lindsay believed in her and put the idea in her that she could do big things and she somehow was very inspired to believe in herself enough to turn her life into this you know great um, uh, again passionate work that she's going to be doing for the world and I I was wishing that everybody had that um, of course because I talk about that all the time on this show that you came here for a purpose it's your job to discover what that purpose is and you know, listening to Lindsay, you hear her joy when she expresses the, you know, she's expressing the work that's so fulfilling to her personally. And she see, she even went so far as to say that, that, that being a teacher lit up her soul. And we don't often hear people speak in those terms uh, when they're talking about their work, you know, the, the work that they do for a living. You know, I've often said that there are three types, it seems to me, after doing this work for as many years as I've been doing it. There are those of us who know from a very early age that, you know, they look at something and they, you know, come up with this. They could be eight or nine or 10 years old and they say, that's what I want to do. I mean, they just know it. They just they just get there very quickly and identify for their parents, for themselves. That is what I want to do. I want to do that. That's the work that I want to be engaged in. And, you know, that's sort of admirable from the standpoint of those of us who take a little longer, you know, to get there. So they're, they're those people. Then now that's a segment of the population. Then there's, there, there are many of us who go down a certain road and we sort of, you know, we sort of do different work and then we sort of, quote, fall into work in which we grow a passion for or we sort of find the passion that we, you know, were led to by virtue of the fact that we were 
I don't know if you want to call it lucky enough to um, fall into it. And there's there are those people. And then the third and the last are those of us who never quite feel at home with what they do for a living. And those are the people that I try to focus on because I want to get them from that segment to the second segment or even the first segment, but a little later in life, right? Because they're not identifying it at nine or 10 years old, but they're doing it um, either in transition or in reflection, uh, you know, that they've been allowed to have at some point um, in their career. Um, ideally, optimally, sometime in college, sometime in, you know, later high school, um, even in transition, though, these people uh, get to, you know, the light bulb goes on and they say, that's what I want to do. So, um, but the, those in that, in that third category who, who are not, not quite at home with what they're doing for a living, but they're doing it, right? Um, do you think that those people in that third category are different from the first two categories? In other words, they are the unfortunate people who never get to do what they love because they don't have a passion, right? They don't... Um, they don't have it or they don't discover it. Uh, either one, you can think of that. Um, you might ask them, how how did you come to, to, to this path, to this unfulfilling place in your life? And do you feel that you're doomed or can you still figure it out for yourselves? And you know what I believe. I believe that, of course, you can figure it out for yourselves. It takes a little work, though. And what I think happens very often is life takes over. We go, you know, we develop uh, a lifestyle uh, based on how much we're making for a living. Our families are dependent upon that, you know, income. And we forget about our passion we don't even think about it anymore because we're down this road we've got to pay the bills and things happen um and what, what why am I thinking about my passion or passionate work or that I have even a passion I don't think I have one but here's the thing we do we each have a passionate uh place you know we're each intended to do work that not only fulfills us but gives us a place in the world where the world benefits from us doing that kind of work. And you've got to understand that. I, I, it's beyond, beyond believing in it. I, well, maybe it is believing in it. Maybe it is understanding that you are not any different than the first category, the kid that says, I know what I want to do at nine years old, or the kid that comes to um, some point, you know, stumbling around that discovers their uh, work that they were intended to do and begins that work and becomes very fulfilled in that occupation or that profession or work. Yeah, just a work that they do, right? You know, I, I want to encourage everyone that's listening that there is that for them. You know, um, I read uh, all the time about stuff like this, and I, I came across the, the I, this book. One of my favorite books in the whole world is is um, the Michael Singer's Untethered Soul, and and you know we, we the reason I I thought of this passage, and I'm going to read it in a second, but. It's like we think that we don't have this. And so we get to a point and, you know, 
God forbid, death comes, or or we are aware that the, that we are going to die, and the you know the the angel of death he says as he tells the story comes to you and says, okay, come on, it's time to go, and you say, no, you're supposed to give me a warning so I can decide what I want to do with my last week. I'm supposed to get one more week, and death says to this individual. Do you know? Do you know that I've given you fifty-two weeks this year alone? What would you do with another week or two? Um, look at all the other weeks that I've given you. Why would you need any more? What 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 did you do with all the time that you had? And in Michael Michael Singer says, if you are asked that, what are you going to say to the angel of death? How will you answer? I wasn't paying attention. I didn't think it mattered. And then he says, that's a pretty amazing thing to say about your life. And so I, I guess, you know, death is, as he tells us, a, the, a great teacher. And, you know, but we don't live with that level of awareness that we're going to die. We know we are and somewhere in the back of our minds, um, but we don't we don't get around to it. We, we don't pay attention to our hearts, our souls, our passions, because we kind of just, you know, are, are, are trying to, you know, we're, we're kind of stumbling through life and trying to make a living and trying to do whatever we do on a day-to-day basis without taking that moment to self-reflect on what is it that I'm doing? What am I doing here? What should I be working toward? How can I take that step back that you know, I often encounter with people in transition that are perhaps for the first time in their lives given that moment uh, and, and oftentimes, admittedly, they are given that moment because they are being paid uh, what they call a, you know, a, um, uh, oh, I, f- I forget the name of the term, but they're pay- being paid to go through a transition. So they're given X number of weeks as a um, as a an income to allow them that time to transition. Gosh, I can't believe I forgot that word. But th- th- them, they often are very grateful for that moment that they would not have taken on their own were they not paid to take it because they wouldn't risk losing that income even for the several weeks it takes to figure all this stuff out. But listen, there are, you know, I talk about it all the time, there are aids. You know, if you're saying to yourself, well, I can't do this self-reflection. I can't, you know, go inside and sit with myself and pay attention to my heart and my soul. I, I can't take that time. So, you know, where do I get help to do that well again you know there are times you can sit with the results of an assessment that gets you thinking about your heart and your soul and your passions because it does ask you what do you love to do it does it it asks you you know what what do you derive a great deal of happiness from doing um where is it that you shine you know what do you do that people remark wow you did that really well because very often when you do something very well it's a signal that 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 somewhere around there you should be doing that for work for your you know your passion so um you know we we say that you know if if you have the wish 
then you have the desire that's the willingness to ask the questions of yourself of perhaps you know a, an assessment tool um then you 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 have the intention to do it i will discover and do what's necessary to get me there and then you live the passion and I want that for everybody. Of course I do. I mean, yes, because I'm in the business, um, I get to know this firsthand and I really feel it for, with with my, uh, my clients. But for everyone, no matter where you are in the course of developing this lifestyle, this work life, no matter where you are, to stop and think, you know, a moment, take that moment for yourself. Don't wait to get, you know, to the, to, till the angel of death comes and says, well, what you, what have you been doing with your life? And you say, well, I, you know, I was kind of living. I wasn't really thinking about passion and, you know, my work that I was intended to do and where I was to give to the world uh, my gift. Um, you know, definitely, um, definitely consider doing that sooner rather than later now would be a really good idea <laughs> uh, now would be an excellent thought um here's the thing though um heart messages are there they're there they're written there and are on your heart but you've got to pay attention you've got to listen to your heart You've got to see with your eyes wide open what it is that you were intended to do. The, the answers are absolutely positively there. They're somewhere. And it's your job now to look for that um, and get there for yourself. You know, you can all be a Lindsay. And you don't all have to, you know, obviously be teachers and you're not all teachers, but you can have that passion she lives with every day. And to hear her speak last week was just such a joy for me and my heart. So I hope it spoke to you and I hope you believe that you can live with love in your life personally and professionally, guys. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>